Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just wanted to start off tonight with some random headlines, some stories that just kind of broke over the last 24 hours. This is a Ryan uh, Chandler video. So we now have a, a insurrection that is now occurring, or that did occur in Texas. Play it for me, other. So once again, the list so far is Texas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Montana are all have all had insurrections occur in their houses of representatives, all in the name of transgender rights. So it's real important that these people reserve the right to, and it's really what, it, what it's really about is lopping off the penises, lopping off the breasts, lopping off testicles of underage children. That's what this is really all about. And what's so funny is, is one of the transgender activists there that just conducted an insurrection. Of course, where's the FBI? The FBI is busy arresting uh, uh, pro-life people singing hymns outside of abortion clinics, which abort 2 million babies a year. But of course, here, here what's real important is lopping off the sex organs of underage kids. And, and of course, twerking in front of them also. What's so funny is one of those pictures there, I mean, one of the, the, one of the banners that was hanging over the rafters, it says, why are you, uh, the transgender activist put, why are you obsessed with me? We're not obsessed with you. We could care less, I could care less. If anybody walks around, if they want to, you, you want to be a man walking around in women's clothing, go right ahead and say, you know what, it's a free country. Do whatever you want. If you want to be a woman and pretend like you're a man and walk around like a man, go right ahead. I'm not going to call you by your preferred pronouns. You're the ones who care. The, the, the transgenderists are the ones who are bringing us into it. You're trying to, you're trying to make pronouns legal or illegal, your, pro, your preferred pronouns. If we don't use your prefer, preferred pronouns, that it's a criminal act. You're the ones who, who are lopping off, off, off testicles and penises and breasts of underage kids and lying about it. You're the ones who have drawn us all in. You're the ones that are angry. You're the ones that are actually committing mass shootings. You are the ones that are actually conducting insurrections, not us. You have brought yourselves you have brought yourselves into our attention. We did not seek you out. Transgender people have brought, you're the ones who are insisting. You're the ones who are making all these videos. You're the ones who, you know, have launched yourself into, into mainstream ideology. That's on you. What it is is, it's not that we're obsessed with you. We're responding to your obsession with us. You're obsessed with making us making us conform to your idiocy, to conform to your insanity, to conform to your lies. We're not gonna do it. So now you're mad. You're the ones who's obsessed with us. You're obsessed with us approving you because down deep inside in that God-shaped void in your soul, you hate what you've become, but it makes you, it soothes your soul. If you can just, if you can actually win one proselyte, to come to you and say, you know what? I used to consider you to be crazy, but now I'm affirming all that you do. 
That's why they have the, the LGBT pride parades and, and various activities that just bring themselves across into the, into the public spectrum so that they can get some sort of moniker of approval. They're obsessed with us. We're not obsessed with them. So I just want to say we're now at four insurrections. I haven't heard a word from Christopher Ray yet. Not one word from Christopher, Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI. Not a word. Not a word. Four insurrections now. Four insurrections this year. This year, you know, I, of course, I don't believe that one six was an insurrection, but we that, allegedly that was an insurrection, and they're arresting. They have like another twelve hundred people they want to arrest right now. They just arrested the FBI. Just arrested an FBI agent for being there. That just happened. They raided his house with like thirty people, and that former FBI agent. So that we had that one allegedly that one insurrection that was conducted by right wingers. Of course, it wasn't. We, we, we all know it had nothing to do with, with right-wingers. It was instigated. It was a fed surrection. Whenever, listen, I just wonder, whenever somebody won't answer any questions, you know, I, I get it sometimes. If you're a right-winger and you are, you are having to testify in front of a bunch of Democrats, it would be actually wise to plead the fifth because, and not because you're afraid to answer the questions about what they're talking about in the moment. You should be afraid to answer their questions because if you accidentally uh, misconstrued a Wednesday with a Tuesday, they'll charge you with lying before Congress. So I wouldn't testify. But whenever anybody's redacting things, whenever when, when people won't answer questions, I don't care what guys they use to not answer questions like, you know, this is an ongoing investigation. When Christopher Race point blank asked, did you have assets in the crowd? inducing people, instigating people to quit, commit felonious activities. Did you have people inside the Capitol prior to the Capitol breach, which was Capitol Police opening the doors and letting people in? Did you have people inside the Capitol even before the breach wearing MAGA gear? Did you, and he refuses to answer any of those questions as well as his underling who was talking to Ted Cruz also refused to answer who is Ray Epps. Answer the question. We want to know who Ray Epps is and we want to know why he called Nancy Pelosi's office four times. We'd like to know that. Why won't these questions be answered? Why are all Anthony Fauci's emails redacted? Like, Tom, you talk about this all the time. I know. I'm bringing it out into the public forefront as much as I can because we need to insist as the years go by, nothing's going to happen as long as Merrick Garland's in office. We know that. I mean, nothing's going to happen as long as uh, uh, Garland's in office, Mayorkas is in control of the border, and Biden is president. We know nothing's going to happen. But when we actually own the White House, we own the House, we own the Senate, we own the Supreme Court. We, all of these people, it's no, let bygones be bygones. Let's move away from the past because it's not the past. None of these things are the past. When we don't, when we don't bring Democrats to justice, they do it again, over and over and over again. Let's go to the next thing. Lives of TikTok video. Here's the, here, this is the U.S. Navy, the United States Navy that you and I pay for with our tax dollars. The U.S. Navy hired this non-binary drag queen. Now, I want to make sure everybody understands this. This is not some sort of hyperbolic tweet, hyperbolic social media uh, platform post. This is absolute fact. The, just like Bud Light hired Dylan Mulvaney, the United States Navy has now hired this non-binary drag, drag queen as their digital ambassador. It's an absolute fact. And why do they do it? So that they can recruit more people. Now, what, what happened was, is that the Navy, of course, their recruitment rate is exponentially down, as is the Army, Air Force, and Marines. All, 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 all 
all branches of the service, the recruiting is down to, I'm talking about national security threat levels. They can't get anybody, they can't get anybody to sign up. Why, why would that be? Because mainly they recruit who? Matt Gates, when he was speaking, he was, I, I have it if I get to it tonight. Matt Gates was speaking to the, the commander or the general over mo- most of the army and was saying, where do you get most of your recruits from? They made, most of their recruits are men from the South. So if you're a man from the South and you've got to get that guy to join the Marines, will this person get that man to join the Marines? Play it for me, other. So once again, we're not obsessed with transgenders. Transgenders are obsessed with us. And, and who is doing the thinking in the United States Navy that you think that's going to increase recruiting? That all that's going to do is take it where it's already at national threat. And listen, everybody needs to understand something is we are staring at the possibility of a two-front war with China and with Russia. Just so you know, China has the largest army on the planet and the most technologically advanced Navy on the planet. And they have zero females in it at all, let alone transgender men. What they call transgender females, to use their politically correct terms. But this person, Harpy Daniels, that's his name. You honestly believe that this is going to increase uh, recruitment? What's funny is is that all of these people get lost in the D.C. vortex. They're in their own symbiote. And I want to use that terrible term that Aaron and I talk about all the time. They're in this, they're in this symbiote where they all sit there and, and yes-men each other for years. And they, they can't even realize that this is not mainstream thought. 0.1% of the population is transgender. How This is not, this, just because it's, it scores you points in the D.C. floating feces cesspool does not mean it scores points in Louisiana, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Texas, where you're going to, where most of your recruitment comes from. You think that person is going to help you recruit for the Army, uh, Army Air Force, uh, Navy, Marines? You really think it's going to happen? And by the way, just so everybody knows, Bud Light sales within the last three weeks have gone down 26% in three weeks. 26%. You get fired as a CEO if your sales go down 3%. And that's 3% for the year. They've gone down 26% in three weeks 
And they're only going to go down more and more and more. But if you're part of the DC symbiote, you believe that this actually reaches people. You believe that this actually will, 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 will cause people to agree with you that will make them want to join you because you've been agreed with so long and you're so reprobate that you honestly believe that this is appealing to people, appealing, appealing to military age men. This is where we are at and we're, we're staring at a two front war. I mean, do these liberals ever think that it's not liberals, they're leftists. Who's gonna defend this country? When you see interviews on the street, with these, with the, with transgenders, with LGBTQ activists, whatever it may be, and they're just exalting at their rights, and you know I can do whatever I want, I can dress however I want, and I'm gonna, I'm going to pass laws where you have to affirm who I am. Who's going to defend this country? I mean, do you do you think Vladimir Putin cares about any of this? I mean, who's going to defend this country? They're gonna, they're gonna stop at the border of the United States. And go, we know we don't want to offend anybody. I mean, who do they think is going to defend this country with this going on? I mean, Mark Milley, Milley the, ge- the general of the joint, ge- the, the joint chiefs, the chairman of the joint chiefs. I mean, what's he thinking? I mean, the secretary of the Navy, what is he thinking? Secretary of the Navy is already a galactic joke. We've had more collisions between our ships since he took over than any other time in history. It's already a joke, absolute joke. All right, I got, I'll just talk about it all night. Let me go to the next one. Chris, this is another, it's on the transgender lines here, though. Chris F. Rufo tweet, the University of Texas is now promoting the word women. That sounds like it's the same, right? W, but it's not. It's not W-O, it's not W-O-M-E-N. It's W-I-M-M-I-N. This is now part of the vernacular of the University of Texas. This, this is official. See, it's real. Look at the bottom. That's real. That's from their own documentation is now promoting the word women so that students and faculty can avoid, avoid the word ending in men. This is where we're at. This is, a, this, is a, this is the University of Texas in Austin. Of course, Austin is a bastion of leftism. It's a very blue area and a very red state where you can't get a free trial there. You can't get, you can't get a fair trial there because the district attorney was put in place by George Soros. Which is why the guy who who shot is being the guy who shot the guy who approached his car. He had a BLM riot. He had an Uber driver out there who's got stuck in the riot, can't move his car. His car gets surrounded. A man approaches him with an AK-47. He shoots the man with the AK-47 and then drives off. And he is found guilty of felonious murder and sentenced to life in prison. That's it. That that's because of the bought and paid for Austin District Attorney bought and paid for by George Soros. This is the state. This is the state of Texas. And people that need, I mean, this is actually not the state of Texas, but the city of, of Austin. And this is, this is what's happening at the University of Texas. W-I-M-M-I-N. This is now part of their official verbiage. This is part of their official grammar. People, listen, I want, it's, it's, it's just so, it, it boggles my mind that if people go back in history, there will be probably 10 years now worth of term papers written at the University of Texas with people writing the word W-I-M-M-I-N instead of women so that they can avoid the word m-i-m-e-n it's like how they got rid of in various places in california using the term manhole because you can't have a manhole cover because there's the word man in front of it can't use the word master bedroom because there's master in front of it who's going to defend this country i mean all this is this is what's important to us 
This this is what we have. You have you have a naval blockade around Taiwan right now by the most advanced navy on the planet. That's not ours. It's China's. That's not that's not me being anti-military. That's me being very factual. That's me being anti-lie. And this is the things that we're concerned about. Who I mean, who, who's going to defend this country? Who be, all these young people that are being corrupted at the University of Texas. Who's going to strap on a gun and defend this country? Who's going to do it? Now you have a naval recruitment video where you have a transgender man named Harpy Daniels recruiting our latest fighting force. I mean, anybody ever, I mean, these people on the left, they live under the protection of that which they hate. And they think that that which they hate is going to keep them safe as they tear down the United States military. And they're like, Tom, this isn't just about the military. This is also, this is about the college age kids. Where do you think they recruit from? Yes, high school, but yes, college also. Who's going to defend this country? And all these leftists who are walking around with bones pierced through their noses, men dressed as women, women dressed as men, demanding that you call them by their preferred pronouns. What are they, what, who's going to defend them? They live under the grace of that which they hate and they tear down that which they hate all the while, but then what I mean by that is the military, all the while completely and totally depending on the military. It's amazing to me that people have no forethought at all. You're just walking around, you're so enabled. It just, it just, it absolutely boggles my mind how people cannot think three or four steps ahead. There's just such, there's such an entitlement mentality that as you tear, like you, when there was the big defund the police, uh, the you know, movement. And then you know, the example that I always use is in Minneapolis where the whole George Floyd, Derek Chauvin event occurred where you had them coming out to do a defund the police rally and then called the police for security. There's this mentality in this country and that this may not make any sense to you. I hope that it does. That when you tear down an entity, you tear down an institution, i.e. law enforcement, i.e. the military, you tear it down and it no longer exists that when you call for it, it's still going to be there. And it doesn't make any sense, I know. But when, you, when there is no police department, you can call 911 all you want. They, but they still believe after they get rid of their police department that when they call 911, that the police are coming. It's just like people who say, we don't need, we don't need farmers. We don't, we don't need the oil industry. We have gas, tra- gas stations or grocery stores. That's how, these, that's how the left thinks in this country. And many people, even on the right, as they kowtow to the left. Oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody in my church. I don't want to offend anybody at, at my, my place of business. So, you know what? I'll put a mask on. I'll call you by your preferred pronouns because, you know what? I'm, I want to be Christ-like. Lying to people is not Christ-like. Bending over is not Christ-like. Jesus never bent to anybody. Ever. He stood in the truth. That's what we have to do. All right, Chuck Cholesterol video just in. Video emerges of fraudulent mail-in ballots. This is in Maricopa County. Now, I want to re- just because the, the video is not super uh, explanatory, it doesn't really explain everything. But when you see, all it's going to do is show you. Now, what the big, you're like, Tom, move on. Don't, you can't move on. Listen, the 2020 fraudulent election Biden v. Trump still needs to be adjudicated. You're like, no, you have to move on. That's not, that's not good for, you know, to, be, to win elections. It doesn't matter. 
You have to get to the bottom of these things. You have to litigate and you have to prosecute or it's gonna, it's coming again. And as it did here, and right here in, Mer- in, in, in 2022, the 2022 election, uh, Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs, we had Maricopa County, which is the largest county in the state of Arizona. And again, I could, again, I could spend three hours on this, but the Republicans need to change their strategy. We have, we have a day of the election mentality. We vote on the day of the election. And I'll be honest with you, I have done that all but one election. I vote on the day of. The problem, and that's no problem in the red state of Florida. Even before Florida was, was just bright red, it was still not a problem here. But in places like Maricopa County where the Republican Party is run by Democrats. No, they're Republicans. No, no, they're Democrats. Need to stop thinking of Republicans as, as conservatives. They're Democrats. The guy's name, of course, there is Bill Gates. That's his name. That's the guy who runs the Republican election apparatus in Maricopa County. And since all the Republicans don't do any early balloting, then I'm talking about the RNC and the local Republican Party. And it's all on purpose because the local Republican parties are all Democrats. If you talk to anybody, whether it's Mike Lindell or any other political uh, activist, they will tell you that it's it's never the Democrats that are stopping them. It's the Republicans that are stopping them. In all, in all these local jurisdictions, in all these local Republican parties, try to go and join that Republican party as a precinct committeeman or as a precinct captain. And, you're, and you identify as MAGA. Make America great. You, you, you actually identify as a real conservative who will never bend. Because they're all a bunch of rhinos who are like, you know, we need to go along to get along. No, they're not even going along to getting along. They're actually Democrats. They're Democratic Party operatives. Just like Susan Collins, Lisa Marcasi, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, they're Democrats. They're Democratic Party assets. They know they are. They know they're Democrats. So in Maricopa County, all the Republicans waited to vote till the day of the election. No ballot, ballot harvesting wherever it's legal. We must do it. We have to do it or we're going to lose. You go into elections like the late, the, our latest loss, because we keep losing elections, just so everybody knows that. People blame Trump. We haven't won since Trump either. We narrowly won the House. We should, be, we should own the House by 50 seats and we own it by 11. We should easily be in control of the Senate. We keep losing elections because of these things. And I've told you the, you know, the, the four things. If we don't change the four things, it, we're going to continue to lose elections over and over and over again. We're going to lose. And one of those four things is fake elections. Then you've got the establishment Republicans and then no money and no message. Those are the four things. We have no money, no mess. We have no money. You're like, how do we have no money? We're the party of the rich. No, we're not. We haven't been the party of the rich since the 90s. And that's the early 90s. The party of the rich is the Democratic Party. I mean, I want you to think of any global uh, corporation right now. Are they Republican or Democrat? Are they conservative or Democrat? Even the ones who label themselves as conservatives are Mitch McConnell conservatives. So they're actually, they're actually, they're actually D's with R's in front of their names. So all we do, and again, the four things: we have no money, we have no message, and then we have establishment Republicans blocking everything, and then fraudulent elections. Maricopa County. What happened was, oh, one one more thing, just in the Wisconsin where we just lost. I was saying we are lo- we keep losing elections. The one we just lost in Wisconsin and lost badly. We were actually supposed to lose by like seven or eight points and we lost by 20 points. 
What was the election that we lost? Supreme Court, which now they're going to have mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting in Wisconsin in perpetuity. Because in order to change that, you have to own the Supreme Court. I mean, there's other arguments to be made. Well, actually, unilaterally, they're not allowed to do that. But again, lawlessness is lawlessness. You can't really change it before the election. You 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 have to elect the right people to stop the lawlessness. I just don't have time to get into that right now. So we lost that election. Why, why did we lose that election? Because the day of the election, get this now, this is ab- absolute fact. The day of the election, the Republican was down 150,000 votes at eight o'clock in the morning. 800, you're going to make that up in a, in a statewide race? 150,000 votes? You, you, you wouldn't make that up in most national races. And he's down 150,000 votes when the polls opened at eight o'clock in the morning election day. And we refuse to change. We're never, we're never going to win. I'm telling you, everyone's getting their, everyone's all into. I, I I refuse to participate in it because until Ron DeSantis actually says I'm running, which he hasn't, I'm not participating in the Trump v. DeSantis crap. DeSantis is great. Trump is great. DeSantis did better on COVID than Trump did. Trump does better on international affairs than DeSantis does. That's really where we're at. So. I'm not, I'm not getting, and everyone's, everyone's battling about this. It doesn't matter who runs, we're going to lose. You're Tommy, you're negative. I'm not negative, I'm telling you, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. Things have to, the four things must change. It's exemplified right in the state of Florida, where Ron DeSantis, who won by like 11,000 votes over Andrew Gillum, ended up with a 20-point victory four years later because we have honest elections here. We have 23 million people live in the state of Florida. There's like 11 million in Arizona. And we just, Arizona just finished counting like a month ago. I'm exaggerating, but that's how it is. It took them six months to count their ballots. We have, in Florida, we vote. You have the polls closed at eight o'clock Eastern time. That we already know who's going to win at 10 o'clock Eastern time. We already know there's a winner that's already been announced. How is that possible? Because Ron DeSantis is in charge. That's why. Our elections are, and no, no Democrats, you, there's not a single Democrat that, owns, that holds a statewide office in the state of Florida. Not one. Not one. And nobody complained about our elections because you, they're complaint proof. It's all out in the open. But what happened in Maricopa was the usual Democratic Party strategy that's actually ushered in, that's actually uh, done by 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 Republicans, the Democrats say, "Here's here is our here is our plan. We're going to harvest ballots. We're going to have uh, early voting for months and months in advance, even late voting at times. Votes can be counted that don't even have the right postmark, and it's actually brought to fruition by Republicans." Then what happened? Of course, in Maricopa County, the largest county in the state of Arizona. But you're like, well, that's going to go that's going to go Democrat anyway. Correct. But they had already all voted. Everybody just for ease of conversation, everybody who was going to vote left, going to vote Hobbs, had already voted. So all what was going to even out Maricopa County, which would have given uh, Carrie Lake that basically a 10 point win, a seven to 10 point win. What was going to even out Maricopa County was day in voting day of voting. Well, 60 percent of the voting machines broke down. 60% of their voting machines broke down. So now it's gone to the Supreme Court where they're like, and that's the voting machines that just broke down. And then they had, they had, 
19-inch ballots, they're supposed to be 20-inch ballots, that don't fit in the 20-inch ballot machine. Strange how that happened, too. So all these votes weren't counted. Then they have the signature part of it. The signature part went to the Arizona Supreme Court. The Arizona Supreme Court said, yes, you can now check these signatures. So this election could still actually be overturned. And here's a video of those signature comparisons. Play for me. Signatures egregiously different. These signatures fail multiple points and cannot pass. So that's, that's the epitome of the problem right there. It's a short video, but that's the epitome of the problem. Here's a screenshot my producer Aaron got for me. I mean, that, this is, this is who they, they say this is the same person. This is how Katie Hobbs won the election, won the election in Arizona. They say this is the same person. How is that the same person? It's not remotely the same person at all. This is what's, you, you, we, we see like, you know, you see Emmanuel Macron reelected. You see Lula win, win down in Brazil over Bolsonaro. Are, are any of these elections, which all, by the way, have Dominion voting machines, are any of them actually real? Are any of them actually valid? How, how are we not? Now, France, I'd lean more valid because they, are, they do use paper balloting. But we just saw, so does Canada, and the CCP was infiltrating their elections. Ma- mass financial do- donation to the Justin Trudeau Foundation. Funny how that works too, isn't it? All right, let's go to the next one. So let's just go to the border real quick. I wanted to show you this because you some if, if you're watching the pregame, Corinne Jean-Pierre has come out and said, that's the press secretary. And she's, she qualifies to be the press secretary because she's a black lesbian. That's her sole two, her sole two qualifications because she checks those two very important boxes. Nothing, nothing about merit, nothing about expertise, nothing about intelligence, but she is a black lesbian. So automatically she becomes the press secretary. So, so reverse racism, although there is no reverse racism, it's all just racism, of course, or sexism. It's just sexism in that you get to be, a, you're a lesbian, so sexism gives you that position. So she says that they've lowered, the Biden administration has lowered illegal immigration 90%. Now, Aaron will verify this. Who predicted that this was going to happen? Now, I got it from somebody else, just so you know, I'm trying to remember who I got it from. I give, I give you the source, it's probably somebody on Bannon. I believe it was somebody on Bannon's War Room show. It could have been uh, Ben Burkwam or someone like that, but I can't remember. And I, I don't want to give the, uh, uh, you know, I want to make sure that I give the proper attributions to people, but I don't have it. But I, but I told you that what they, what the Biden administration was, was going to do was play a shell, a shell game. Uh, here's an example of a good shell game. Crime has gone down in the city of New York, they'll tell you. That's what Eric Adams is saying. Well, how does crime go down when it's exponentially gone up? Well, you just classify crimes as no longer being crimes. That's all you do. Theft is no longer a crime. Look at all the crimes going down. You have, you have Alvin Bragg reclassifying one felony after another. Look at the felonious crimes have gone down. That's what they do. Well, this is what they're doing at the border. 90% the illegal immigration has gone down. You know what, Aaron? If you can, just run that video side by side and mute it. So she says, while well, I'm talking about this, so this is from, just so everybody knows, this is outside of the Shelby uh, Cap t- KTSM video. This is outside of Sacred Heart Church in El Paso, Texas. Now, does that look like illegal immigration? This is, this is yesterday. 
Does this look like illegal immigration? This, uh, there we go. Illegal immigration has gone down 90%. And Title 42 is about to be lifted. Title 42, which keeps a lot of people out of the country for COVID reasons. Although I, I hate the COVID part of it. It does keep a lot of people out of the country. You know, you know how you keep a lot of people out of the country? Don't let them in the country. There you go. Brilliant, aren't I? So does that look like uh, immigration is down 90%? Kareem Jean-Pierre just went to the national podium at the White House and said that it's down 90%. Well, how's it down 90%? Because you can't just bullface lie like that because people check the, check the statistics. Well, what they're doing now is all of these people are still illegally crossing the border. What they're doing is they're processing them. Not They're processing them in Mexico. Let me make sure I delineate. You had the Trump administration's remain in Mexico policy, which was you have to remain in Mexico until you are processed as an asylum seeker, not a legal immigrant, because all these people are claiming asylum. Notice how nobody's starving to death. Nobody's been tortured. The only people who have been tortured are all the young women on their way up through the Darien Gap. So what the Biden administration has done is perverted as usual, bastardized as usual, the Trump administration's remain in Mexico policy. Trump administration remain in Mexico policy is Trump had basically eliminated illegal immigration at the end of his term. There was none. Statistically speaking, none. Of course, you got the gotaways, but overall, none. Well, how did he do it? Everybody had to remain in Mexico, and he was decided right there at the, at, at the port of entry whether or not you could in or not, and they never could get to the border ever to illegally cross. And they were all kicked back, kicked back to the various countries that everybody's immigrating from. Now what the Biden administration is doing is, is certifying everybody inside of Mexico. So they give you a piece of paper in Mexico that allows you to cross the border. And now they're saying they're not illegal because we're actually telling them to go ahead and cross it while they're in Mexico. This is them right here. 90% decline with the title 42 about to end. The, the latest estimates is that we are going to see a rush of 700,000 to a million in the month of May at the border. Those are the latest estimates because the Biden and Biden administration, while you see now, what do we average? You can bring it back to me. So what do we average crossing the border right now? 250,000, just to give you the number, which is every month is a new world record. So 250,000 is going to go up to a million. And remember 250,000, the ones they know about, it's one to five times more than that according to CBP statistics. So imagine if it's 700,000 or a million. It's actually five times more than that. That's what the Biden administration is doing because it's all part of the World Economic Forum plan to flood countries with illegal immigrants who have no heritage connection to the countries they're flooding into so they can be easily globally governed. That's what's happening. So the Biden administration is saying 90% of illegal immigration has been eliminated. Because we no longer call illegal immigrants illegal. That's it. Problem solved. You know what? Somebody gets raped. Somebody gets murdered. We don't call it rape and murder. We've decided to, to call it, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, A and B. And so rape and murder is now gone. Or rape rate's gone because now rape is A. Murder rate's gone because we just call it B. It's gone. That's the Democratic Party. That's how it works. Every time you see them make a claim, understand that absolutely nothing has changed except getting worse. And they just renamed or redefined the problem. That's all they ever do. And I'm not saying the Republicans aren't guilty of doing that. Sometimes they are, but not to the nearly to the level of Democrats. All right, this has been happening. Let's go on to the next one. Let's go on to banks now. Zero hedge tweet. Second largest bank failure. Now let's just ask this question. How many bank failures did we have during the Trump administration? Let me see. Now they'll come up with these, they'll come up with these lists of banks that closed. The banks close all the time. 
uh, not the second largest in history, which, by the way, breaks the record of the second largest in history, which was SVB. So now that's broke. That, you know, of course, then we had Signature Bank closed, Credit Sweezy and Switzerland closed, all under leftist control. Isn't that strange? Why are they closing? It's very easy why they're closing. And I believe me, I am no financier at all. But the reason why they're closing is because they are overextended in things that are affected by interest rates, which are in fe- which interest rates, of course, are affected by or are manipulated by the Fed in response to inflation. And if inflation is high, interest rates are high. And if your investments are based in not having a, a heavily fluctuated interest rates or high interest rates, you lose everything, all your investments. That's what's happening. The Biden administration is closing these banks. And by the way, it's on purpose because they want to usher in the five banks or the six banks. JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, and three others that I can't think of right now. Aaron will find them for me. But it's, it's you know, all those banks. That's you know, truest, all the, the, the giant banks. It's all on purpose because they're launching CBD. They're like right-wing conspiracy, right-wing conspiracy. They're launching CBD, CBDC currency. It's, it's May, June, it starts in July. So if you only have six banks that you need to control and that you want to implement CBDC in social credit systems, it's way easier to do that with DEI banks, CRT banks, and ESG banks. Fiverr gets five or six of them. The Wells Fargo's of the world, the JP Morgan's of the world. It's easy to control them. So they got to get these closed. And here's the second. This was immediately bought up. Let's look at it. There it is. First rubber bank seized by the FDIC and sold to JP Morgan. That's a strange coincidence, isn't it? All these banks closing so they can consolidate into five or six banks, which makes the ushering in of CBDC far easier. You only got to control six entities, five entities. Let's go to the next one. Democratic law. You want to know how the game is played? Here's how the game is played. The left, actual Ds in more ways than one, and Ds that have R's in front of their names, so those Ds in more ways than ones with R's in front of their names, this is what it's all about. Their own personal self-aggrandizement, their own personal profit, their own personal fame. That's all this is about for them. And again, I'm like, who's who's going to control, leave that up for me, Aaron. Who's going to control Who's going to defend this country while you're getting wealthy, while destroying the military? Who's, how are you going to enjoy your wealth that you have fraudulently and criminally gotten? How are you going to enjoy all that wealth when you're being raided, when you're being in, invaded by the Russians or by the, by the Chinese? The Chinese is a far bigger threat. We're being invaded by the Chinese right now at the southern border, just so everybody knows. Every month, hundreds and hundreds, Joe Biden lets them all in. Unvetted military-aged men that are Chinese. I've got the photos of it. It's, it, it's not, it's, it's, you know, if you want to call Fox News mainstream, it's, it was in Fox News. So those, fi- those five banks, Aaron, I told you, Aaron, get them for me. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, keep those handy, Aaron, so you can yell them out to me, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, and, and Citigroup. So that's where they want to have these five banks. So get all these banks closed so they can just usher in CBDC currency, which will also benefit all of these Democrats and Republicans with, with, that are actually uh, that have R's in front of the names should have D's. Democratic lawmaker sold stock in collapsing banks. Sounds very familiar to Nancy Pelosi, doesn't it? Bought J.P. Morgan shares right before the acquisitions. The disclosure show. So you have First Republic Bank close, gets bought by J.P. Morgan, 
And right before it closes, she had all of her stock in First Republic, sells all of that and buys J.P. Morgan stock. Weird, isn't it? Democrat for the sun on the bottom. If you can't read it, I'll read it to you. Democratic Florida Representative Luis Frankel sold stock in First Republic Bank as its shares price plummet, plummeted and bought J.P. Morgan stock soon before it purchased First Republic. Disclosure form show. How does she know? Because it's planned out. This is planned out so that Joe, Joe Biden's rollout of CBDC currency is, is very easily done in July. That's the point of it all. And she's going to profit off of it. And I would guess she's not the only one. It's just it's like Nancy Pelosi has never made more than $200,000 in her life a year. And it's worth $169 million. This is how they're worth $169 million, Where she and Paul mysteriously make all these perfect calls in the stock market time after time after time. You have Joe Biden roll out the military that the military is now going to be electrifying its fleet. And right before that, Nancy Pelosi dumps stock and buys stock in electric vehicles. Right before Biden says that he's going to revamp the entire military fleet with electric vehicles. Strange how that works, isn't it? Right, let's go to the next one. Disclosed TV tweet. Just in more, this is the purpose behind it all. More than 110 nations are developing central bank digital currencies, says International Monetary Fund Chief. This is what this is all about. It's very easy if you only have, let's just say, 10 banks for the whole world. And there's all those banks that were on the list that Aaron just gave me. Those aren't United States banks. Those are international banks. They're throughout the world. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, they are all international entities. And if you can get, get basically get everything into five, six banks, Lloyds of London, places like that, banks like that, then it's very easy. There's nobody to fight you. They're all controlled by environmental social governance, so they're all firmly in the green category for their own profit, bankrupting other people for their own profit. But this is the point of all. All right, let's go to the next one. Fox News poll, I just wanted to show you the impact of what's happening to America, what, where, how Americans feel about the economy. For your family, it feels like the economy is, and here, look at the bottom. This is when the poll was done, April 21st to April 24th, so basically a week ago. Getting better, Democrats say 36%. Republicans, 11%. Independents, 22%. Getting worse, Democrats, 54% say it's getting worse. 84% of Republicans say it's getting worse. Independents, 73% said it's getting worse and who cares about to stay the same line as a bunch of geldings on that part. All right, go to the next one for me. So I wanted to show you this. Obama gave, just to show you how the corruption works in the, in the feces-filled, feces-floating cesspool of D.C. Obama gave Pearson Publishing a government contract worth $350 million for their work to create the Common Core text. That worked out really well. For his administration's education narrative, uh, education initiative, where Common Core, where you get to just basically through environmental social governance, through diversity, equity, inclusion, you can just go ahead and decide what two plus two equals. It doesn't have to equal four if you don't feel it. That's Common Core. A subsidiary of the same publisher gave Obama roughly $65 million for his book deal after he left office. So he pays the publisher $350 million for their work to create Common Core. And that same entity gives him $65 million for, for books that never actually sell. It's just like the Biden family. All of their business startup money that comes from the CCP. Where are the startups? You ever, I mean, do, do, we, do we understand the galactic level of corruption? People want to talk about obeying your ruling authorities. Your, your ruling authorities are the Constitution. 
Not these corrupt cesspool dwellers in the D.C. swamp. This, this is what happened. Uh, I'm going to give you a $350 million government contract, but when I leave office, you're going to give me $65 million to write my book. That's exactly what Lloyd Austin does with Raytheon, Raytheon is he bounces back and forth between Raytheon and the Department of Defense. That's exactly what they do. All right, let's go to the next one for me. Daily Caller tweet, the Republicans attacking DeSantis get Disney money. <laughs> I'm just showing you the corruption. I want you to know how, how it really works in D.C. Here's, here's, here's some examples for you. Similar to Rubio's comments, Florida, Florida's other, this is all Daily Caller, it's Daily Caller article. Florida's other senator, Rick, Republican Rick Scott, who is, who is DeSantis' immediate predecessor as governor of Florida. See how I'm an equal opportunity offender. I voted for Rick Scott. I'll vote for him again, probably, but he's wrong here. Also criticized DeSantis' position against Disney, calling for cooler heads to prevail. We all know that, that Disney is now suing Ron DeSantis, claiming that he's using his political power to hurt their business. And listen, they are hemorrhaging. There was a recently somebody put out an article on social media about how Disney just did an LGBTQ day in Disney. It's sold out. It's sold out. See, DeSantis is losing. Disney has lost $40 billion. And that was six months ago. They're cutting employees by the thousands. But yet they had LGBTQ activist groups buy up a bunch of tickets to their LGBTQ day. That's all that happened. So I just want you to see this is how it works. Uh, Rick Scott now also criticized DeSantis' position against Disney, calling for cooler heads to prevail, and that both parties should start working together in his comments reported by the Associated Press. During his tenure as governor, Scott's super PAC, Let's Get to Work, received $252,000 in 2015 from Walt Disney Parks and Resorts or in-kind donation per report from the Orlando Sentinel. Disney also sent a donation of $730,000 to the Florida GOP in 2014. Spent heavily on Rick Scott's campaign. Republican Marco Rubio of Florida, who recently suggested that DeSantis' actions were problematic, has received $20,500 since 2016 from Disney, of which $11,000 was donated to his most recent election campaign, according to FEC data. Moreover, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said Thursday that DeSantis should sit down and negotiate with the company rather than pursue legislative action against them. McCarthy has also been the recipient of Disney PAC funds with the McCarthy Victory Fund, a joint fundraising group with congressional Republicans, receiving $47,500 since 2014 per the FEC. Lindsey Graham of South Carolina has criticized DeSantis' actions against Disney in anticipation of, of his primary challenge. Graham, who said that he understood Disney pushing back against Florida's GOP-backed legislation to crack down on Disney, has received $14,000 from Disney's PAC over, the Senate, over a senatorial campaign. Just want you to know the corruption level that's actually happening in D.C. And of course, this just gives me the opportunity to play this video one more time. If you're wondering where Nikki Haley stands, play it for me, other. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories. My like, not at all secret gay agenda. Canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters. I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness. To give information about gender affirmation procedures. The things that 
we believe that we're trying to put into the shows. Targeting Gen Z and, and millennials. Kids who are transitioning. I'd like to shine a spotlight on a fellow queen who knows a thing or two about creating an epic Disney Plus inspired look. If Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know. I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina. Isn't Nikki Haley about being pro-life? Isn't she about small government and reducing reducing tactic, uh, uh, taxes and fighting against the, the uh, hyper-leftist uh, LGBTQ agenda? No, Nikki Haley's about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley knows that right now her sole path to self-aggrandizement, to fame, and to fortune, her sole path is to play like she's a conservative. All the while saying that I'm going to, to invite the most leftist organizations on the planet to South Carolina. So how is she actually a right winger? She's not. She's just an opportunist. If she thought that she could be wealthy and famous being a leftist, she'd be a leftist. That's why she welcomes in the left. That's who these people are. Let's move on. All right, now we're going to go to the Department of Justice. Betty Johnson video, Matt Gates leaves Biden regime's ATF director squirming under oath after utterly destroying his entire record. Play it for me. How many guns has the ATF lost? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, uh, is it a difficult question to understand? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if you're referring to uh, any particular incident or time How many period. instances should we be looking at where you've lost guns? Um, so if, if what you're referring to is what happened at the National Destruction Branch, no guns were lost. They were stolen by an individual who's now in prison, right. uh, who was right. not an but, ATF employee. But there were recommendations made on what you should do so that you don't become the victim of the theft, and the inspector general saying you're not following them. I'm quoting directly from the inspector general's report. Thousands of firearms, firearms, parts, and ammunition had been stolen from the ATF. So you gave testimony that the brave ATF agents are the ones showing up at 2 in the morning after a burglary, but it seems as though in this case... You were the one burglarized. Why have you not followed the recommendations of the, of the Office of Inspector General so that you aren't the mark? Um, again, uh, it is, it, I, I want to say that it is a brave women of, of a, men and women of ATF who do do this. That's not uh, a well, I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. They're day. getting robbed on one hand, so you can't keep a hold of the guns you're supposed to have, but then... You do keep a hold of a bunch of stuff you're not supposed to have a hold of. The GAO report, firearms data, ATF did not always comply with the Appropriations Act restriction and should better adhere to its policies. As a result of breaking the law, didn't you guys have to go and delete like a quarter of a million records that you illegally kept? Uh, Again, uh, with respect to both the Inspector General reports that you're talking about. One's Inspector General, one's GAO. Well, the the, the Inspector General report... Uh, ATF that happened uh, several years ago, more than that. 2022. And ATF, and ATF the has, the, the report, report came out, but the theft, and yeah. ATF has implemented uh, numerous different safety measures with respect to the national uh, destructive branch. Well, I mean, he, I'm, I'm reading safeguard. to you from the report from last year, Mr. Director. We found that the NDB staff does not currently, currently in 2022, adhere to established operating procedures in place to mitigate risk of firearms being lost and stolen. So I guess... That shows an ATF that is not functioning correctly and is not responding to the problems you create. You keep records you're not supposed to. It was a quarter million of them you had to delete, right? 
Um, I, I don't believe that that is. Um, was it over 200,000 that you had to delete? Uh, so what, what, what was happening was. I just want to know the number of records you had to delete that were not being lawfully, lawfully maintained. There were, there were records that were, had not actually been searched, but my understanding of is were searchable. Of and so that's what you guys do. You keep what you shouldn't keep. You lose what you're not supposed to lose. But how do you treat regular Americans? So there you go. Just have a brief summation on this. First of all, the ATF doesn't adhere to the regulations that they have to adhere to. The, They're the actually unilateral. There he is, Director Director Dettelbach. Now, that guy right there, does that look like a cop to you? Again, you're like, Tom, you're prejudicial. Yeah, well, you know what? I am a little prejudicial. And I know that there's giant fat globs of cops out there. I understand it. But this guy's sole activity in life is spooning ice cream from the container, not even putting it into a bowl, straight into his mouth. That's his sole activity in life, this guy right here. Yeah, he's like Joe Biden, Mr. Chocolate, Chocolate Chip. You think this guy, then what this guy is, is a leftist globalist operative being put in charge of firearm laws in America. And they're actually unilaterally instituting laws. Their brace law that they put out that they're not going to really tell anybody about. So people who own these plastic braces that are for handicapped people to be able to fire a gun and defend themselves. They're going to be in possession of these things, mainly sold to wounded warriors, mainly sold to our veterans that have come back with injuries where they cannot defend themselves without these braces. This guy's making them illegal unilaterally. This is supposed to be we vote on this and it should go state to state. Shouldn't even be national. Shouldn't be federal. It's all state to state. Listen, for me, everything should be state to state. You want you want to have you want to live in a state where your son or your daughter, you're stupid enough to live in Illinois, New York, Oregon, Washington, California. You want, you're stupid enough to live there where that school that your son or daughter attends, they're eight years old, they can begin puberty blockers without them even notifying you. Go right ahead, morons. Do whatever you want to do. But what's happening with the ATF is they're unilaterally and federally instituting laws that are illegal to institute. This idiot here, he's not, they're not adhering to regulations. The ATF has lost 700,000 guns. It's just, remember when the military came out and said they couldn't find $3 trillion? We're, we're 32, listen, we're $32 trillion in debt. They, they can't, they've lost 700,000 guns. The military's lost $3 trillion. We, we don't know what happened to three, three trillion. Listen, I, I, again, I'm no financial expert. I'm certainly no accountant. And I, and you know, I've never made millions and millions of dollars, but I will tell you this. I would know if I lost, I'd know if I lost $50. They've laid it, they have trillions. They don't know, have any idea where it went. But the ATF has lost 700,000 700, guns. And here's Dettelback, Donut Boy. Here's his response. His response is, no, we didn't, we didn't lose them. They were stolen. That's like being shot then hung. How is that? How is that an explanation? I believe when they're stolen, uh, Dettelback, I believe that means they're lost. And they were stolen because they weren't properly stored. They weren't being properly stored because the ATF doesn't follow any regulations. Because the ATF doesn't care about gun violence. The ATF cares about gun confiscation. They, they're just, this Dettelback He's simply just a leftist globalist plane. You think this, this guy's ever been on a police call in his life? Dettelback, he, he couldn't get out of a car without a scooter. 
He's on a police call? Uh, come on, I mean, give me a break. They weren't lost, they were stolen. And then they delete 250,000 records? And I just, I just and you're like, Tom, you tie it all back to COVID. I did, this is what drives me crazy. Is all the Christians, well, you know, we're following our ruling authorities. They told us to lock down. We locked down. Told us to stand six feet apart. We stood six feet apart. Uh, they told us to quarantine even though we were completely healthy. We quarantined even though we were completely healthy. They told us to mask. We masked. They told us to vax. We vaxxed. That's these guys. The guys who delete 250,000 records. Why did they have to delete 250,000 records? Because they were illegally keeping them. I.e. a database but they don't want to be found, so they delete them. These people need to go to federal prison, and this doesn't need to be forgotten. When we are in power, when we hold the reins of the DOJ, we need to go all the way back to Hillary Clinton's emails that she deleted 30,000 of them, each one of them a felony, because they were, sub they were congressionally subpoenaed evidentiary emails. She deleted 30,000 of them, claiming that they were about cocktail parties and, and Chelsea's wedding. She needs to go to federal prison for what she's done. We don't need to forget. Oh, come on, Tom. That's, you know, man, that was, that was back in like 2015. It doesn't matter. They're going to do it again. These guys never get, they never are held accountable. So they just, they just keep unilaterally committing lawlessness and crimes. They can't, they, you, you can't institute law coming out of the ATF. It has to go through Congress if it's a national law, but they're doing it. They're instituting databases. How are they doing that? And I digress back to Thursday quickly. Is there, how, this dude right here, Dettelbeck, they're instituting databases because whenever a gun store closes, the law before the Biden administration, and ask yourself if you voted on this law, the law before the Biden administration was whenever a gun store closed, they deleted all of their records, period. Deleted. Really deleted, like bleach pit, Hillary Clinton style. Deleted. Biden comes in and threw Dettel back, the ATF, just changed the law. Did you vote on that? Did you vote on that? I didn't vote on it. They changed the law that now whenever a gun store closes, all of those records go to Dettel back. The guy who just had to delete 250,000 records because he was illegally keeping them in the midst of losing 700,000 guns via a burglary. Now they all go to Dettelbeck. Why would they want all the records from all these gun stores? So they can create a database because the records are whoever bought a gun there ever. So if a gun store was operating for 20 years, Dettelbeck here in the midst of his haagen bars, he gets to write down your name in his database. If you bought a gun at Al's Guns in, in uh, you know, Tucson, Arizona, Dettelbeck wants to know this turd. These, these guys like this, they, they sleep like babies at night sentencing you to federal crimes that you spend 12, 15 years in prison for that you didn't even know existed. One six, people that Ray Epps tears down the no trespassing signs so people are standing in trespass areas. They don't even know it. They're going to prison. Ray Epps is just fine. Just like Dettelbeck. Let's go to the next one. Real Robert video. Merrick Garland's DOJ this is uh, John Solomon, one of the best reporters out there. I don't like, listen, don't jump on me because I'm showing Fox News stuff. 
Okay, I've still got it listening. When somebody does a credible interview on Fox News, I'm still going to show it. I'm boycotting Fox News. I love Laura Ingram. I love Jesse Waters, but I'm still not watching it because of what they did to Tucker. But I'll still show Jesse Waters stuff on, you know, that they put that's been put out on social media. But Real Robert video breaking Merrick Garland's DOJ. It's about the Mar-a-Lago raid and that the DOJ is actually withholding exculpatory evidence. Play it for me. Year, the Justice Department and Democrats have defined what went on at Mar-a-Lago and why President Trump had to be raided by the FBI. Today, Attorney Tim Parlatori, one of the lawyers working on this case, said, here's the real story of what happened. First off, President Trump was treated differently than others by the National Archives. They didn't grab his documents and prepare them for the archives. They had the GSA box him up without the president's knowledge and send him to Mar-a-Lago. And there was no process to segregate classified documents from other mementos. So there are boxes where there's a napkin where the president writes something on it. And then there is a daily schedule. Then there's some news clips. And oh, then there's a classified document that clearly was just part of his day. So he got treated differently. That's how the process started. Then uh, they launch a criminal investigation and the president tells an FBI agent why they're there. You can come back anytime and search voluntarily. I got nothing to hide. Come back anytime you want. According to this letter, the Justice Department never told that to the judge who signed the search warrant. They've never told that to the public. Tonight is the first time we've been told that the president said you can come back and voluntarily consent. I'll consent for you to search here. They didn't take that method. They did that for Joe Biden, right? They searched all of his offices voluntarily without a raid. Uh, Donald Trump got a different treatment. That's what this letter says, and that's why the lawyers are asking Congress to intervene, get involved in here. The bureaucrats are trying to cover up their own mistakes by trying to bring a criminal prosecution against President Trump. That's what the lawyers argued tonight. A lot of new details about what's in the boxes, what went on at Mar-a-Lago. So complete exculpatory, complete exculpatory evidence left out of the Merrick Garland request, the DOJ's request to the Florida magistrate. They found a leftist, of course, Democrat magistrate who donated against Trump, spoke out against Trump. They found magistrate, i.e. judge. They found that Democratic magistrate inside of Florida with an in there, whenever you're, you're filing for a warrant, you're, that's what it is, a search warrant for Mar-a-Lago. It's probable cause affidavit. You have to have probable cause for a search. Of course, federal law, constitutional law. You have to have uh, probable cause for search. So you do a probable cause affidavit. Now, the probable cause affidavit is not allowed to leave out exculpatory information. If, it, if it's exculpatory, which means proving the other person, is, it leads, leads to the possible innocence of the other person or, or, or a- absolutely is, uh, shows that the person is a- innocent, that's exculpatory information. That was left out of the warrant request affidavit that went to the blue magistrate. Left out. So even though the blue magistrate probably would have signed it for him anyway, it was left out. That exculpatory information was, first of all, the GSA, which works for the archives, basically, listen, when a president leaves office, they come in, and there's, I mean, if you're in there for years and years, whether it's four or eight years, you have, I mean, hundreds of thousands of documents. The GSA comes in, boxes them up, doesn't even tell Trump, and then stores them at Mar-a-Lago. And that's the archives. So the archives boxed up that which they're claiming he has. So the archives allegedly, and again, I, I spent three hours on this, but the what, what really happened here was the DOJ, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, sent a request 
to the archives for the archives to send a request to him to search Trump. Just like they did with the NSA. Just like Merrick Garland sent a request to the National School Board Association to send a request to him. He's requesting them to request to him again that they investigate parents at school board meetings. That's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what happened here. So the archives, which boxed up, the archives gave, boxed up all of the all of the Trump administration paperwork, sent it down to Mar-a-Lago, and then complains about the stuff being sent down to Mar-a-Lago and what's at Mar-a-Lago, allegedly. But they, the archives was never going to complain. Merrick Garland sent them a, requ- a request for them to complain. That's what happened. So in the, they didn't put that in the, in the affidavit, of course. They put that in the request for a warrant. And that they didn't put in there was the biggest piece of exculpatory information was, was, that, was that Trump said, come and search anytime you want. Search anytime you want. Trump didn't even know what was in there. The archives put it in there. The very people who are complaining that the stuff is in there were the people who put it in there. That's the fact. Obama has 144,000 documents that the archives has been looking for since he left office. When did he leave office? 16? Is that right? Am I getting it? 16? So where are we, where are we at? Yeah, just yeah, January 20th, 2017, right? So where are we? Six years, over six years later? And Obama said that he was going to release it back to them several thousand documents at a time. You know how many he's done in the last six years? 0.0. Where's the raid? Bill Clinton had cassette tapes of recordings. government recordings in his sock drawer where's the raid nothing this is how corrupt it is this is why you don't go you know we're just gonna roll we're just gonna blindly follow our ruling authority yeah you can you can blindly follow the constitution these people floating around with the other feces in the dc swamp do not need to be adhered to at all rep matt gates video this is all about the doj i'm flipping all over the place we got merrick garland we got the uh, ATF, just had the Mar-a-Lago raid. Now here it is, Rep. Rep Matt Gates breaking DOG Inspector General admits that the FBI is doing backdoor searches. That would backdoor means non-warranted searches. You're like, can you do non-warranted searches? Not the FBI. A, a street-level cop can do it if they have reasonable suspicion or probable cause. Can't do it from D.C. when you're sitting there at a, at a desk. They're doing backdoor searches, doing illegal searches without warrants. Not allowed to do that. Here's Matt Gates. Play it for me. I want to get into the 3.4 million backdoor searches that the ranking member pointed out in his opening statement. Uh, Mr. Inspector General, how should the public think about those? Well, I think what we've seen in the various public reports and I'm limited in what I can say about what's public, which I think is one of the issues, by the way, that's worth talking about is transparency here. Um, it's, it's obviously very concerning that there's bad volume of searches, um, and particularly concerning the error rate that was reported on in the last two years um, in the public reporting. Now, that error rate was what? Um, I believe it was around 30%. Um, and I think numbers, I think it's around 30%. Well, I'm a lawyer, not a mathematician, but 3.4 million, about 30%. You're talking about seven figures of error in terms of these searches. I'm wondering how many people can perform these backdoor queries? 
for the board members because you have the one going. I'm afraid I don't have those figures at my fingertips in terms of the number of people that uh, can uh, conduct those uh, types of searches, but I uh, share the concern of expressed in the question that we need to uh, have greater safeguards, and I urge Congress to incorporate a requirement for FISA court review of these kinds of searches to protect Americans. Three billion backdoor searches, more than a billion of them in error. Uh, if I represent to you that we believe there may be north of 10,000 people in the federal government that can perform those queries, would anyone here have a basis to disagree with that assessment? No. So 3.4 million backdoor searches, about 30% of them are erroneous. So over a million backdoor searches, illegal searches being done, i.e. queries into your social media, queries into your phone calls, queries into your cell phone activity. And you're like, well, why aren't these people going to jail? Well, first of all, they always have plausible deniability. Whoops, you know what? We thought it was something else, just like Facebook always says when they ban people, Twitter when they ban people, YouTube when they ban people. Oh, it was a mistake. Whatever, they always have plausible deniability. But just so you know, the level of corruption at the Department of Justice inside of the United States of America, 3.4 million backdoor searches, 30% of them are completely illegal. Over a million of them, 1.1, 1.2 million illegal searches that they know about. This is like when you had the whiteout from the, from the NSA come out and say, tell you that James Clapper was feloniously perjuring himself on the, on the congressional floor by saying that the NSA was not recording people's phone calls and not record, uh, recording people's communications. There, it's all lies, and that's why I'm always telling you, why does everybody follow their orders? Mask, vax, lockdown. They're a bunch of corrupt worms. Disgusting. I mean, these are just vulgar humans. Disgusting, valueless, soulless, disingenuous liars. That's who these people are. We don't need to obey their orders. I'm not telling you to break any laws. I'm not telling you that, but you must stand. Is the next thing is coming to control you again. Let's go to this one. There's just a pick. And I just had to throw this one in here. Just about the corrupt, our corrupt law enforcement institutions. Jack Posobiec, I am just going to keep posting this one. Bail fund promoted by Kamala Harris, Minnesota Freedom Fund, just so nobody forgets. Help man accused of sexually penetrating a child. That's right. She did. She got a guy out of prison who was burning down Kenosha, Wisconsin, made sure that she got him out. Or whether it was probably Minneapolis is right after George Floyd. Either one. Make sure that she got him out. A child rapist, make sure she got a child rapist out. That's who these people are, just letting you know. I have to show you this, changing subjects. We all know that they're after our food supply. We got that. I'm not going to do a lot. I have a long expose about it. Got it put together. Aaron's always prompting me to do shows on a single topic on a Saturday, you know, on a special night or whatever. We might have to do some documentaries. Because I've got stuff, lots of stuff lined up that I never get to, including all this. So that I'm trying to get to tonight. But I just had to, I had to throw this in for you because it's just a compelling video. It's not a video full of data. It's just a video that exposes the galactic hypocrisy of those that are actually fomenting the food cabal. The food cabal is, of course, just briefly, is you have the number two agricultural producer on the planet, 
the Netherlands with their prime minister, who is an award winner from the world, literal award winner from the World Economic Forum, confiscating, attempting to confiscate 40% of their privately owned farmland so that he can shut those farms down because it's just like the banks. The less people producing food, the easier it is to control the food production. Easier it is to control those. There's, if there's only five people like the five banks producing food, you can just ESG them into, into compliance. That's the point of it all. And this video just shows, and, and of course you have the, the number one private uh, farmland owner in America is Bill Gates. Number two is the Chinese Communist Party. Bill Gates is taking control of the majority of seed production and, proceed, and seed storage in the world. Bill Gates has, just so you know. He's a devil, an absolute devil. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but he's an absolute devil. So just in the midst of all this where they're claiming, you know what, they want you to to eat their lab-made meat, which is made up of cancerous, tumor, fibrous material. That's a fact, by the way. You think a hot dog's bad? Eat some of Billy Gates's tumor, uh, Tumor producing, tumor, I don't know if it's tumor producing yet. Well, it's made out of fibrous tumor material. So it probably will be, just like his glorious vaccines that he's now defunded himself out of. Funny how that works. Made all his profits and now he's claiming they don't work. But made sure he's made his billions first. But this is just a little expo, two minute expose on Prince Charles. King Charles, he's oh, Prince Charles, King Charles now gives the go ahead in his country. Still a lot of power in the monarchy in Great Britain. Gives the go-ahead for gene-edited food that he himself would never eat. Play it for me. I think there's an interesting piece of hypocrisy to point out with regards to this, um, and specifically King Charles. I have to get used to saying King Charles now, who has just given his royal assent to new laws in the UK that okay the idea of gene-edited foods being unlabeled and undifferentiable from normal foods. He has just given his royal assent to that, despite the fact that King Charles not only was the person who launched, literally launched the Great Reset when the World Economic Forum had their launch party, it was King Charles who did that launch and was the first speaker. The time to act is now who announced the Great Reset to the world. But King Charles goes around the world jet-setting, of course, flying his private jets with all of his attendants. He has something like 120 staff who look after everything, including setting the bath temperature to just the right way and putting the bath plug in just the right position, cooking several different eggs for him every morning so he can find one with just the right consistency, traveling around with his own personal toilet seat, all, of course, the stupid royal nonsense. But also, he travels around with and not only his personal chefs, but his personal food supply, which is organic food only, because he will not touch the very stuff that he's trying to foist on the rest of us. But don't worry, guys, as part of One Health and as part of the UNEP, quadripartite, whatever they're going to thrust down your throat, they're going to say that this is in the name of protecting Mother Earth from those horrible, horrible farms that are producing all this horrible greenhouse gas emission. You guys are eating meat. Oh, you're you're eating all these horrible... Oh, you're contributing to the end of nature. What you need is this bioengineered lab-produced gunk from these corporations that have monopolized that industry. That's what's good for you. Just, just don't look to us to be eating it. No, that's for you guys, the plebs out there. Anyone who is not disgusted truly disgusted by the hypocrisy of this agenda, truly isn't paying attention to it. It has nothing, nothing to do with saving the planet. Exactly. You just have to spot the hypocrisy as this man jet sets all over the world. He's closing down farms for the climate 
and he every time he takes one jet flight, that's like the entire life of your car. It's like a car, I believe it's 16 years worth of an internal combustion engine car in one private jet flight, 16 years. In one private jet flight, that's one, one way, not up and back, one way. 16 years worth of fossil fuel usage in an internal combustion engine car. He flew jet sets all over. Just a, and this is a man who has to have several different eggs made for him every day. And he, he has several different eggs made, not different kinds of eggs, several different eggs made so he can pick the one with the proper consistency. 120 staff members that go and, 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 and what do you call it, uh, pour his bath, what do you call it, I can't remember, but get his bath ready. Yeah, and make sure the plug, make sure the bath temperature is exactly right and make sure the plug is pointed in the right direction. Has, to, has organic food coming from the farms that he doesn't want you to have access to. Because again, they will, Prince Charles is all part of the great reset Well, you'll own nothing and be happy. I don't see him surrendering any of his manas to all the illegal immigrants that are pouring into Great Britain. I don't see him any, giving up any of his real estate, any of his money. He's worth billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. And he's going to give all that up. He'll own nothing and be happy. No, he'll own everything and rent it to you. You and I, as he's eating ribeyes and his properly prepared eggs that he gets to choose them from a myriad of, and probably eating his eggs in his perfectly prepared tub with the perfectly prepared and pointed plug in the right direction. You and I... We'll be eating his lab processed tumor, tumor made, tumor fibrous material made. Uh, I don't even, it's not even meat. It's just a glob of crap. Might as well just call it, you know, we're just all eating feces. That's what it's truly all about. It's galactic hypocrisy, but it's not hypocrisy. Yes, it's hypocrisy, but it's hypocrisy that's actually under the umbrella, that's actually immersed in hierarchy. They know they're hypocrites. But they're above hypocrisy. Let's go to the next one. Just still, I decided to throw this in there too. Of course, the latest thing coming from the Epstein, from, from Epstein. I played the Jesse Waters clip at the beginning. There's also really good coverage of this on Joe Rogan's show. But these, uh, of course, Je Jeffrey Epstein's private calendar was released, somehow gotten in the hands of the Wall Street Journal, who is, to some degree, I hope, or maybe it, with complete transparency, reporting on this. But there's, there's a couple names that I want you to get off this list. These were all people most of which were, I don't know how many times we're meeting with them, so I'll just use these names. You have William Burns there, top left-hand corner, who's the current head of the CIA. He met with Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein numerous times after Jeffrey Epstein was a convicted child rapist. Jeffrey Epstein was, was a convicted child rapist in I think it was either 2006, 2008. Which, by the way, from 2008 to 2018, he maintained an office at Harvard where you have a Harvard professor who was just arrested for basically, well, let off the hook, really, but convicted of receiving hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from the Wuhan Institute of Virology from, from China. Funny how that works, isn't it? How they're all kind of right there. You have, you have all these college campuses. You have the, uh, the Biden Center on the UPenn campus built with $54 million worth of CCP money. Well, you have an Epstein has his own office at Harvard for a decade after he was a convicted child rapist. Strange, isn't it? And he didn't even give any money to Harvard, statistically speaking. He gave a very small sum. Why is the current CIA director 
who was Biden's assistant secretary of state, while, while, now did I say Biden or Obama? Obama's, Obama's, I knew I said something wrong. Obama's assistant secretary of state, while he was Obama's assistant secretary of state, hard to say that quickly, he's meeting with Jeffrey Epstein. Why would that be? And now you have him appointed over the most most powerful intelligence agency in the world. Could it be to conceal evidence? And then, of course, you have Kathleen Kathleen Rumbler, who is Obama. She's in the middle, top right. She's Obama's quote-unquote fix-it attorney. Any scandal you find with the Obama administration, whether it's whether it's uh, um, you know the stuff that was going on with Eric Holder, Fast and Furious. Again, I know I was going to say Fast and Loud, but that was the wrong show. Fast and Furious. Whether it was that or anything else, you will find Kathleen Rumbler. She's, she was the Mark Elias of her time. The Obama's fixing the turn. Why was she meeting with Jeffrey Epstein over a hundred times while she was Obama's fixing the attorney? Could it be that they're covering up for their Democratic Party friends? We don't know, but it's very strange. And where are all the Republicans? Where are all the conservatives on this list? Uh, let me see. Let me count up the number on this so far. These are the people that have been exposed. Um, that would be 0.0 again. And it's, it is, isn't it weird that the very people who are advocating for a man to twerk his genitals in front of an eight-year-old girl's face were meeting with Jeffrey Epstein? Isn't it strange how the sexually perverted party are the only ones on Epstein Island and on his plane and meeting with him in the very apartment? Not, it's not an apartment, it's a brownstone in New York. But in the very dwelling in New York where he was raping girls, they were meeting with him in that very location. And Kathleen Rumbler over 100 times. So the very, the exact same people who want a 38-year-old fat man with his genitals packed up in a ball, twerking his genitals in front of your nine-year-old girl's face, they're the ones meeting with Jeffrey Epstein. Strange, isn't it? It's all coincidences. As you have, and you have Joe Biden strangely missing 85,000 kids at the border just under his administration, which is two years and four months old. And it's probably three times that many. Speaking of perversion, let's go to this one. Josh Dunlap tweet, Chelsea Clinton roasted for po- pushing sexually explicit books on, her, on children. Now, here's the thing. People go, that's hyperbolic. Is it hyperbolic? Because I'm going to show you the book that she was pushing on your kids. And again, she's from the party who wants a fat 38-year-old man dressed as a woman twerking his genitals in front of your children. That's, that's who she is. That's who this person is. A demonic, sexually depraved pervert. That's who she is. So here, go to the next one for me, other. Chelsea Clinton, Chelsea Clinton tweet. Here's now, remember that pic right there. See that book called Gender Queer? She's like, all good. This is what I want your kids to see. I want your nine-year-old daughter at something-something elementary school to read this book. Over 50% of the attempted book bans last year involved books with LGBTQ uh, characters and themes. Yeah, that's right, because of sexual perversion. Just so everybody's clear, I go with the Bible. I'm not worried about offending people who hate me or hate the Bible or hate God. Homosexuality is hell-bound sin. Period. 
just like sex before marriage is hell bound sin. So I'm an equal opportunity offender because they're all found on the same list in Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 and 10. Same list. Same list. Oh, you know, we're, we're very proud that homosexuals feel comfortable in our church. Fantastic job that you're causing them to go to hell while you're telling them to go to heaven, as well as many other people in your congregation that will now go to hell because they believe that they can c- commit sexual sin and go to heaven where they cannot. The Bible says they cannot, just so you know. Books are, are a vital way. I'm not going to read her propaganda. So let me, uh, let me read you this. I got this real quick. The photo, this was from uh, Chad Felix Green on Twitter. The photo on the article you're quoting, she's talking, he's talking, he's responding to Hillary Clinton's tweet. Leave that tweet up for me, Heather. Thank you. This book that she is, that she says should be shown right there. She's saying it. This should be shown to your nine-year-old right here. The photo on the article you're quoting features a book with explicit illustrations of sex acts, a book about incest, one, a sex story about 10-year-old boys. One, this is the book she's saying that she wants it. Why would you ever want that in school? The, one, one, a sex story about 10-year-old boys. That's criminal. It's called child pornography. Now you're like, Tom, that doesn't meet the statutory requirements. You're right. Drawings don't meet the statutory requirements. I'll go over that in a minute. But it shows the sex acts in the book. And I'm going to show you the pics in a minute. I'm going to show you the pictures. One, uh, so if you have little kids watching, don't let them watch the next part. One about a man raping and isolating a 12-year-old girl. She wants your kids to read that about a man who's raping a 12-year-old, a capital felony, which she weirdly thinks is fine, of course, because she's the member of the party that has lost hundreds of thousands of kids at the border, where you have a eight-year-old girl show up at the border has lost her voice from screaming because she has 67 different samples of DNA found inside of her body. She's been raped a minimum of 67 times, eight-year-old girl. She's fine with that. She's fine with 85,000 kids missing from the border. She's fine with trans shows where you have an eight, you know, a 40-year-old man who packs his, his, his junk into a ball and twerks him in front of little kids' faces. She's fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. That's why she thinks it's fine for your kids at Oak whatever elementary school reading books about 10-year-old boys having sex, a man raping a 12-year-old, one about teen girl who seduces a man who kidnaps her. That's what she's fine with. So let me show you. Go to the next one for me. So there's the book. Here's the book. It's just called, it's called, it's called Gender Queer and Memoir. So she's absolutely fine with that. Now here's, here's what's in the book. Go to the next one for me. Just skip that video if I put that video on there. I put the video on there. All right, here it is. Good. Thanks, guys. So it's lives of TikTok tweet. Ari Drennan, which by the way is a man who's dressed up as a woman, just so everybody knows, that's a man, fully penis man, dresses up as a woman, LGBTQ activist and program director for Media Matters, which is Media Matters is George Soros, accidentally admits that schools are giving porn to kids. Craig Price tweet. Conservatives are banning books from school libraries, they say. No, we're not. We're ju- we just don't want graphic porn in there like this one. How dare you send me this unsolicited pic of a BJ readily available to a 14-year-old girl? All right, so that's, that's the book. And it's responded to by Ari, Ari Drennan, who is a man dressed as a woman. Weird way to tell us you're blanking it to children's books. So she just admitted, I just said she, he, man dressed as a woman, just admitted that this is a children's book. 
So she's talking about book banning. And then she just says that this is graphic sexual content in a children's book. It's just like when you see those people testifying at school boards and the school board won't allow the person to read the book that they have affirmed that they have considered to be, they, they marked down as acceptable in the libraries of, the, of, of little kids and middle schoolers. They won't allow that book to be read to them. Go to the next one for me. So here it is, just so you can see it. Imagine, Seth Dillon, imagine how sick and depraved you have to be to call this a children's book. Everybody see those pictures? And then again, the, the leftist, the, the leftist transgenderist, the man pretending to be a woman, is, is, is saying, how dare you send me a picture of somebody getting a BJ? But he is fine with that being in schools. He's offended by somebody sending him a picture of, of cartoon figures giving each other oral sex. He's offended by that, but wants it in the schools. This is what, isn't it weird? That, remember, this all started with Chelsea Clinton. Hey, Aaron, can you guys bring me back the, the picture of the book? Or put uh, her tweet, Chelsea Clinton's tweet. Just so everybody knows, this book right here, that the pictures that I just showed you, that's the book. That's the book. She's fine with it. Ten-year-old boys giving each other oral sex, the rape of a 12-year-old girl, and the seduction of a man who raped a girl. It's all in this book. And Chelsea Clinton wants it, in, in public libraries, in the children's section, and in public schools, which is the children's section. Why? Why? Well, we need to ask the questions. Why would that be? Could it want, is it? Because they want to normalize their own aberrant sexual desires. Could it be? Do they, do they want to legitimize pedophilia in our culture? If you're fine with this book, those, again, those photos are only not illegal because they're not actual people in their cartoons. If you put an actual photo of a 10-year-old boy giving oral sex to another 10-year-old boy, that's trafficking in child pornography. A felonious crime that carries with it a decade in prison. But they skirt over that and actually indoctrinate people into getting child porn by putting it in cartoon form and putting it in a child's book. That makes sense, Aaron? That's who these people are. So right now, you have a 10-year-old boy having sex in any way, shape, or form. That's child porn. Anybody in possession of that's going to prison. But you put it in, in a book, it's perfectly fine as long as it's a cartoon version of the very thing that's a felony if it's not cartoon version. So why would they want something, something so heinous now to, to not be so heinous? Because they want to usher people in to their own aberrant sexual desires. Do you know what I'm saying? That Hillary Clinton, I mean, Chelsea Clinton has sexual desires for children? No, I'm not. But why is it that she wants this? Why is it that she wants pictures of 10-year-old boys in this book? That's the book right there. Gender queer. Why does she want pictures of 10-year-old boys in sexual scenarios shown to 10-year-old boys? and 10-year-old girls, and eight-year-old girls, and seven-year-old girls, and seven-year-old boys, and eight-year-olds. But why would that be? To normalize aberrant sexual behavior. That's why. All right, back Thursday night, 8.30. Do not miss it. Another 90 minutes of fury. Got a lot of material I didn't get to. A lot of exposés I didn't get to. Got a lot. Got a lot on the transgender stuff that's going on, and a lot of other stuff too.
I should have gotten this is a whole stack of stuff I didn't get to. But anyway, I'll be back Thursday night to 435 people that are on right now on our various platforms. Love all of you. Really do. Thank you for sticking with me. Lots of brand new videos to follow after about 90 seconds, if it is even 90 seconds worth of our own advertising. Love each and every one of you back here Thursday night. God bless you. Be blessed. Seriously. In Jesus mighty name. Good night. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life-changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh. You operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.